I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It is a period of Star Wars. With Rogue One still fresh in our minds and Carrie Fisher's passing still in our hearts. The iconic franchise is still at the forefront of Christmas conversations and heated message boards. During the excitement, (laughs) two movie buffs (laughs) have managed to sneak away to record a podcast in the far reaches of Christchurch, New Zealand to discuss the future spin-off films, which will be gifted to us every other December. Pan down to space. Interesting, because I do very much feel like a rebel fan against the Disney Empire. Mm, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm, I like it's that. It's coming. <laughs> I, I, for one, am, am ready to worship our new overlords. Yeah, yeah. I'm an imperial sympathizer at this point. Oh, you, uh, okay, okay. But I guess I, I know that I... You're like you're like one of the citizens of Coruscant who's not like... Yeah, like, I'll just go with whatever. I'm not a hero. I'm the character that, that moves from the rebellion over to the Empire. Uh, not that you would ever get yeah, that Yeah, does that exist in any... In Surely any not. I can't remember. I'm that probably... would be an interesting character. I guess no. I guess Kylo Ren is that character. That's true. Ooh, wow. Man, what mm. we well, he was just rebelling against his parents. But yeah, teenagers, right? Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> As if that matters. I hate that thing. I hate the thing of spoilers. Spoiler word. Yeah. Um, welcome to the Cult Pop Show podcast. Tentatively retitling the Cult Popcast, but probably not because I don't know. What do you think? Popcast is. Uh... Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. On that. It's going to be the Cult Popture podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my name is AJ. And I'm Rowan. I'm joined by Rowan today. Um, we're going to be discussing what everyone's talking about at the moment. Um, Star Wars. <laughs> the, pro- the biggest thing to happen... Oh, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> the, but... the biggest thing about 2016. <laughs> um so what the sort of theme of this podcast is to try and give it a little bit more structure instead of just us talking about star wars because rowan i realized sounds good to me you you, i think you might be the only person i know who has the like knowledge of star wars combined with the articulate nature to be able to talk about it on a podcast (laughs) that those two things those two traits don't often pass over into into one person oh you clearly don't listen to a lot of star wars podcasts no i don't i'm I'm just talking about them the like (laughs) in in your immediate circle yeah 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 (laughs) Um, so we got episode seven last year, The Force Awakens. Um, that'll probably be, well, we got it in 2015. It's probably 2016, 17 by the time mm. this comes out. This year, sorry, 2016, we got Rogue One. Now, for those uninitiated, which would be real weird for you to be listening to this if you're uninitiated, Rogue One is not episode eight. It's a spin off film. And basically, the, the Disney's conglomerate plan for Star Wars um, at the moment is to do. An episode, then a spin-off. Episode, then a spin-off. Um, next year we're getting episode 8. Then the year after that we're getting a Han Solo origin movie. Then episode 9. Then people have talked about a Boba Fett movie, but I think that might have been Who canned. What? I did very recently see a headline that it was back on the cards. Okay, that's cool. Is it? <laughs> well, actually, I don't, I don't really care. Um, so, I'm the only reason I'm excited for, an, for a Han Solo movie is because um, it, the, the director's... 
Yeah, of, totally. Um, what are their names again? Chris people? Lord and Phil Miller. Yeah, those guys are Absolutely. hilarious and probably the only men for the job. Like, almost. Yeah, I mean, I, especially when the job is, take this thing that sounds like such a bad idea yeah. on paper, and it's going to be yeah, like probably one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, so, yeah. like, that's that's their whole modus operandi. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but it's still, it's yeah. it's still Star Wars, so it's still like, oh, guys, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's, yeah, and it's a prequel to a beloved character, like, this stuff was all, mm. all of the, <laughs> on paper, you know, there's so many, the, you, the pros and cons list for this thing. You've literally got three long. movies to prove that you shouldn't do it. And now they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. But I think it definitely, yeah. Yeah. It fits right in with the direction that Star Wars seems mm. to be going. The, the, for me, on that film, the, to, to, you know, sidetrack, you just let me know if I need to be right. No, dude. The, cool. the, the, the shining sort of uh, light there is that the film was in development before Disney came into the picture. Oh, okay. It's the film that Lawrence Kasdan picked out of the pile of like random treatments and said mm. I want to work on that one. Okay. Um so that you know that's that's positive. Yeah. If he wants to tell a Han Solo origin story, I would like to hear what he has mm. to write. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so for this podcast what we're going to be talking about is not what spin-off films we'd like to see. But more like if Disney truly is the evil money grubbing powerhouse, what and like this is thirty years into the future. If, if we're gonna get a Star Wars movie every year till we die, yeah, what yeah. are some of the what is, what interesting is, turns that that path is gonna take? What along is two thousand forty seven's Star Wars <laughs> oh spinoff gonna be? Um, so we're, what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be delving into like Wikipedia, looking for obscure characters and obscure moments to base Star Wars films around yeah there's there is a there is a summit happening at lucasfilm mm. in early january yeah. to assess yeah where is this so we're sort of having the low-key version yeah, of that yeah, meeting yeah. right we've now. done han solo we've done yoda we've <sighs> done the ewan mcgregor um obi-wan <laughs> yeah those things are all yeah those things are all probably sitting in like yeah. development rooms like yeah. those are the next yeah, yeah, immediate yeah. sort of spin-offs um, so we won't be worried about them we're no. looking whether we're starting to like we're not at rock bottom yet, but we're, we're, we're into the dregs. We're, we're into the dregs. Um, so I'll, I'll kick us off with sort okay. of an example. Uh, Crumb, a Star Wars story. Salacious Crumb. Salacious B. Crumb, as okay. according to Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, when I started doing this, all my characters ended up being from the first ten minutes of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I did. Mm, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's an easy okay. way to mind yeah, this for, for Star Wars characters. Yeah, that's interesting, because when I was casting my mind over possible characters, yeah, yeah the, a, a lot of dudes from Jabba's, uh, mm. you know, palace definitely yeah. sprung up. Okay, tell me about the Salacious B. Crumb movie. Okay, so for those who don't know, Salacious B. Crumb is a Kawakian monkey lizard. Um, who's, he's the little rat thing in the Star of Return of the Jedi with the like crazy laugh. He's part of the like yeah the posse. And um, just just for the clarification of my five year old self, is he or is he not physically part of Jabba the Hutt? He's not. He's not. He's a separate. <laughs> cool. Because for ages <laughs> I thought he like movie he grew up out of Jabba's sort of soft fleshy point. <laughs> yeah, like like a fungus that, that yeah. came alive. I like that. <laughs> Um, maybe another spin But they are right certainly, co- at least they seem to be somewhat codependent. Mm-hmm. Or the Slash the Speed Crime is Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so according to Wikipedia, Wiki, Wikipedia, um, Salacious B. Crumb is, has a more sophisticated sense of humour than the other monkey lizards, which is how he's actually... <laughs> That's he's, laughing so much. Yeah. He's actually Jabba the Hutt's um, jester, technically. Oh, right. And so, okay. like, I, I believe there's a comic or something. But he seems to only laugh at things. Yeah. He doesn't ever seem to be the centre of the joke. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I don't okay know. so it's a, so it's a comedy. Um, how about no? How mm-hmm. about it's not a comedy because a black comedy. Because in the spirit of like, like, because there's already a lot, there's already comics about this character for some reason because <laughs> Star Wars has existed for so long that there's already comics about it. Because the EU. Um, yeah, but what I like about um, this in the spirit of doing the worst ideas for sp- Star Wars spinoffs is he's such an ugly and unlikable character. Can you imagine having to? This is this is audience. This is your emotional investment. Yeah as this shitty little puppet, this is who we want you to relate to in this movie. And so, like, because he dies in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, like, if, if it's before that, if it's, like, the origin story of Salacious B. Crumb and how he left his planet and met Jabba the Hutt. He, and... he dies in the explosion of the sail barge, right? Yeah, yeah. So the film can't be, like, a, a dismembered oh, and battle-scarred oh, Salacious B. Crumb looking yes, to put can. the pieces back together. I think that's and... it. <laughs> And he goes back to Jabba's palace and sort of like is the only remaining. He he's the new hut. Is Hutter is Hutter royalty or a species? I, I feel like it's. I feel like Hutter's the species. Yeah, the Huts okay. are gangsters or whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. But he could certainly call himself Crumb the Hut. Crumb the Hut. Salacious, Salacious the, the Hut. hut. And, and, then, the and the, you know that could go out into the into mm. the surrounding mobs and everyone knows of him, but yeah. never sees him, and he's still. It's sort of the breaking he's the bad, ultimate puppet master, the Breaking Bad of the Star Wars universe, where you get this this weenie little character <laughs> slowly becoming, um, yeah. Okay, but if it wasn't set after, what would what did you did you have any? Not really. Just points? just I just like the idea of. I, see, I think it would be it would have to be animated, right? You can't do Ooh. the whole film. Now nah, do it with puppets, dude. <laughs> We're, okay, we're going like worst a, ideas possible. Right, right, right. Like a Dark Crystal type movie where mm, every, yes, all the characters are all puppets. All the characters are puppets. See, that I would like, and but I would watch that movie, but I don't think that movie will ever come to us. I don't think you would like that movie, though, because, not, though. because Salacious B. Crumb's the main character, <laughs> and that's what we need to keep coming back to, is yeah, that yeah, he's okay. the guy. You're watching You're watching this like rags to riches tale of the worst character. Okay, so, because, and these are t- clearly bad films because we're cycling, we're going, we're zoning in on a basically a bad guy character mm. so who is the antagonist to the slashes b crumb type movie uh should we make it like um wedge antilles <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone who like sort of disappeared later into the original trilogy but didn't die right like, no i think if we're going with puppets and whatnot it has to be um <laughs> describe it I'll try uh, it's it. a trap um oh akbar yeah it has to be akbar yes akbar's akbar, the, the, the general the antagonist. of the of the rebels, yeah. Mm-mm. But then it feels like it feels like rebels in the empire are the opposite sides of that coin. I think Slash B Crumb's enemy would have to be someone from the underworld. That's true, because because be... Jabba the Hutt's not, not on either side. He's not really. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he, yeah, he's he's, mm, he's connected okay. in the comics, but we again we just kind of ignore. We can't talk about only. the comics. I mean, I've never read any of them. Consider yourself lucky. The yeah, comics yeah. are a very good indication of what, how kind of rubbish all the stuff is eventually going to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, cool. Yeah, Slash to be Crime. Yeah, it's interesting you say Slash to be Crime because my, my mind sort of went there fairly early on. But also to the the guy that pushes Luke off and into the pit. He has just a cool a cool look. What's sort he of, look like? He's like a leather-faced kind of... He's got like a single little braid down okay. the back of his neck. I'll see if I can... Um... Wait, I might, this might be my next one. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, let's, let's see what <laughs> it else It could be got. a different character. I'm not sure. Bring up a picture of him first. Uh, what's the dude, the, dude, the dude that... <laughs> Is he the guy who owns the Rancor? Uh, no, but he, yeah, that's a film. That's my one. That is that's my film. next okay, one. Okay, let's hear about it. It's called Malakili, a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> Again, why does this character have a Wikipedia page? Who knows? Because but he does. They all do. Um, so Malakili is the guy who cries when Luke kills the Rancor. 
whose name is Petit. Very touching moment in the film. It's a good moment. So, alternative title: Galactic Beasts and Where to Find Them. A Star Wars. So Malakili, uh, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> which this dude, there's so much about. It's a real pity that Disney wasn't able to also scrap Wikipedia when yeah. they reset the EU because because there's a kind of confusion about like so much stuff is written down in yeah. Wikipedia that has been inherited from the extended universe that yeah. is still like and no fans kind of regarded yeah. as tr- like like I went to a Star Wars quiz and I've seen a couple of quizzes recently where. A lot of the questions are based on like crap that's on Wikipedia, and it's like I'm sitting there as like a kind of new age Star Wars fan, mm. being like, "It's not fucking canon." <laughs> They're just getting into a none fight. of that information is real. A fight with all the people who do consider it canon, and just being like, "Well, yours part of the legendary storyline now," and they're like, "Shut up! You don't say those words around here." Oh, they do have a canon and lead two separate banners, canon and legends. Oh. there still seems to be a lot of information under canon for yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay, so Malakili. Malakili. Fantastic. <laughs> Galactic Beast and Where to Find Galactic Them. Galactic Beast and Where to Find Them. Because is he a pet detective like Ace Ventura? <laughs> or is he more like um, Newt Scamander? Yeah. Because he basically he's got an affinity for animals. Um, and after <laughs> after the um, the Rancor dies, that's like his, his cherished possession. Or pet, I guess. Yeah. He's real sad. And he actually survives the explosion. He doesn't Was he on the sail barge? I'm not sure. Okay. I can't remember. Probably not. But he survives. He, he gets away. Um, and then, according to Wikipedia, he gets so depressed he tries to feed himself to the sarlacc. <laughs> but the sarlacc is um, t- sick at that point. <laughs> From its big meal yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. days prior. <clears throat> um, and the huge explosion. And, and the, the Wikipedia page goes on from there that he goes and meets some other random who, who, whoever cares. But, like, what if <laughs> Galactic Beasts and Where to Find Them was about Malakili bonding with the Sarlacc? And we have, like, a Malakili slash um, Sarlacc origin or, like, spin-off film. Sure, and then you could totally... Because this is, you know, this is the new Marvel template. At some point, that could be how we see Boba Fett climb out of the Sarlacc pit. You're exactly right. Yeah, that's It would it. also probably have to be... A, there would be some crossover potential there with our... Um, our little rat-faced friend. Uh, salacious crime. Yeah, Salacious crime. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's all the Nexus. Return of the Jedi becomes the first Avengers of the Star Wars. <laughs> Just they made it 30 years prior. All of the Jabba's crones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So that's basically all I Bonding have for that. Bonding that does, that does seem like a very boring film, though. Because yeah. Salak can't really... I, I mean, I guess with another... With another... Um, <laughs> Another special edition, you could give the Sarlacc like a full-blown mouth that talks. Oh, yeah. And oh, then... who, who plays the Sarlacc, dude? Plays... What celebrity voice plays the Sarlacc? Um, uh, yeah, I, Bill Hader's sort of already in the Star Wars universe <laughs> yeah. just a little bit, so yeah. he, could play, yeah. he could play the Sarlacc. That'd be quite funny. I'm the Sarlacc. What's up? What's up, yo? If he's like a 90s, like, like think Poochie from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a wisecracking... Malakili joined by the wisecracking Sarlacc travel. The, how would the Sarlacc travel? Mm. Can a Sarlacc travel? So I think the explosion sort of like has has caused the Sarlacc to, uh, 
you know, every like when it when it becomes necessary, the Salak is able to like move locations. Yeah, yeah. And so this huge explosion of the cell barge went off, and it like triggered a sort of yeah. evolutionary instinct in the Salak oh. to be like, right, got to get up and move. Oh, yeah, and so is... it just kind of lopes along. <laughs> This what is starting to sound like like, like a better movie above a second. I think it's just a digestive system. For <laughs> those who've been listening right. and don't remember what the Sarlacc is, it's that mouth in the sand from episode six. That, that initially was just a kind of, you know, uh, scaly hole, but yeah. now it has a huge beak, and we're yeah. about to see a cross section. Wow. Okay, so, so it kind it, of looks like... It has like, like big tentacle sort of roots and then a big... St- it looks like a tree crossed with an octopus. And it's like a neck with a big stomach underneath it. Hmm. That could live. That could get out of the ground and walk. I want to see it get out of the ground and walk and then like massacre a, like a herd of bears. <laughs> yeah, just like eat them all up. Yeah, man. Um, okay, now I'm still on who, what celebrity voice is going to... Bruce Willis plays the Sarlacc. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm just, I'm just a Sarlacc kind of guy. Um, is that a good Bruce Willis impression? <laughs> I suppose. Um, Who's a, who impressions can I do? Or could we just get a, one more performance out of James Earl Jones? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's the Sarlacc. But he's doing Mufasa's voice and not Darth Vader's voice. Those are basically the same. And if the Sarlacc dies in the movie and then Malachili's oh, like another another creature of mine has died because he replaced it's sort of like a um you know, like that classic trope where like the character who dies at the start is then replaced and it's like <laughs> he's gotta save this character. And so the Sarlacc dies. No, Sarlacc doesn't die actually. Sarlacc lives, but he gets kidnapped or something, and Malakili's like all down in the dumps and he goes to like a lake and he's like throwing pebbles in the lake and then he sees the stars move and the rancor appears in the clouds and he's like what, what if the, at the base at the base of the Sarlacc are like these very valuable pods or seeds? Or mm. So when word gets out that the Sarlacc like, is, is like moving, ambiguous from everyone, the whale. yeah, well, I don't know what that is. That's like whale phlegm. Oh, oh, right. it's, it's real, like valuable. Yeah, so a whole bunch of like Tatooine natives get word that the Sarlacc is oh, moving, yeah. and it becomes this. Yeah, and Malakili. Yeah, we know that he cares about animals. Yeah. And the creatures, he gets very upset when the Rancor, which is a fearsome, yeah. like gruesome beast, yeah. uh, he gets set. So clearly he wants to protect the Salak. His, yeah, he wakes up from this whole Jabba's Palace explosion and, mm. and whatnot and realises that he needs to completely refocus his life on conservation efforts. And it's it's sort of, the film could just be like, you know, a two hour sort of Mad Max style him dude, okay. a whole bunch of dudes on speeders trying to kill the I honestly Sarlacc. didn't think this was going like anywhere the like slowly moving and crawling to I really like this idea now it's the problem with this <laughs> the more you talk about it the more you kind of like you... well because I guess it doesn't need to be Star Wars could just, you could just replace it with anything but yeah anyways. I mean totally I mean yeah <laughs> that could work Totally, I'm liking just, that. I'm putting this above the Slacious Crumb. Okay, okay, sweet, sweet. So, Galactic Beast and Where to Find Them is, is, the, is at the top of the list. At the certainly moment. only a working title, but yes. Mm. It would probably need Definitely a much cooler, like, one word title. Malakili. Sarlacc. The Sarlacc. Mal- Malakili and his adventures with Sarlacc. <laughs> a Star Wars story. <laughs> quick, quick side note What would you title the Han Solo origin film? Oh, that, that's yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I guess they're probably just gonna go with like solo, right? Solo. It's a funny, kind of funny title, solo. I'm just, I'm, I'm not a fan of puns on any level. So here's what I think. This, is, and we'll get back to the topic of the podcast in a second. Here's what I think, just because we're talking about Star Wars. Um, you have an opportunity with the spinoffs to yeah. do anything you want because you're not going to ruin the main series because you're yeah, not going to yeah. do sequels to the spinoffs necessarily. So if it's bad, just oh well. Yeah, that one was. Yeah, a if it's yeah. bad, then why not just allow the writers to kill all the characters? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so Rogue One, I liked that it was a war movie more than a Star Wars movie. 
Yeah. Now, war isn't too different from what we've got so far in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. But I would like to see the spin-offs explore more genres. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see a Star Wars horror movie, for example. I, yeah, totally. I like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So and that's probably the only way you actually can do a Darth Vader movie. Oh, cool. Good, yeah. good idea. If it's, you, know, make, you make it Friday the 13th, where yeah, it's a band yeah, of characters yeah. that we like, <laughs> and they're slowly being hunted down by Darth Vader. Um, and that, that is just too much. Of, that's awesome, but it's too much of like a low-budget, like, yeah, yeah. good... It's just a good movie. It's not like a tempo Star Wars <laughs> your, movie. So your idea for the it. worst characters to base a Star Wars spin-off around is Darth Vader? <laughs> no, that's, no, that is what... That, I, it is only a matter of time before we get, like, the Darth oh, Vader we'll get, movie. Oh, we'll get a Darth Vader movie, yeah. It's not going to be good, yeah. but that's how you would do it. Um, so, with that in mind, I reckon Hans, the Hans Solo movie should be a comedy. And I'm sure... I think it'll be, like, an action comedy. Like, sure. Just like 21 Jump Street and whatnot. Um, 22 Jump Street and all that stuff. And coming back to the titles, call it something crazy. Don't call it Solo. Call it, like, yeah. something like... I don't know. This is this is a bad example, but this is in the spirit. Call it like, um, what it, twelve parsecs, a Star Wars. Story yeah, or yeah, like, or that. like yeah, like some sort of yeah, or, or like a real long title, like three rogues and a falcon. Or yes, something. that's great. Like that's a real a... sort of throwback title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah hope, with a bit of luck, they because will do something you need fun to do like that, that once, and then you can call the other spin-offs whatever you want. Yeah, you know? yeah, just like you yeah, need one to break the mold. Solo is just like. Is, yeah, it's too, it's it's too boring obvious. and too obvious. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, like Rogue One, just it's, it's like a cool title, but it yeah. doesn't really. What would you have titled Rogue One? Is there mm, Rogue One does feel like I really like Rogue One as a title because yeah. it's so like meta. Yeah, yeah. As cool. a, you know, and yeah. like like the Force Awakens was super meta as well. Um, and I sort of, I don't like the Force Awakens. It feels more slogany than titley. It's like Live Die Repeat instead of Edge of Tomorrow. Like, right. Live, yeah. Live Die Repeat feels like a slogan, not a title. I think the Force Awakens. I like the Force Awakens because it does work in the context of the story. Mm. Um, have you noticed like the first of each trilogy also always like. Its meaning is real vague, like a new hope, the Phantom Menace, the I Force hate Awakens, a new hope as a title. I hate it's it just so much. like the movie is called Star Wars, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, I know what you mean. I think, and to, in my mind, the for, it, the movie is the Force Awakens. It's not. I don't call it. I mean, while it was out, it was like I'm going to go see Star Wars again. I'm going to keep going to yeah. see Star Wars. But like that film is is not Star Wars. The Force Awakens. It's just the Force Awakens. Yeah, sure. And I think it works. I know. I like that title. It, I know. Okay. It, like it's like all Star Wars titles. The first time you read it, it's like oh shit that's really like that's schlocky <laughs> and kind of stupid and, and then you kind of think about the other titles and go oh yeah they're all kind of that's how they are they've ran out of buzzwords now though as well you've used hope hope empire jedi they still haven't used shadows shadows shadow i mean like and i think the force awakens title for a while was like shadows of the empire or something i like that better well but that's it's so clearly like trying to you know get you that well, okay empire strikes here's, back here's, yeah here's the problem is that I'm I, sure episode eight will have an Empire Strikes Back. Style yeah, well, because I hate something of the something. I hate that title. So many titles do that. Is, what will the something of the something? So thing? like Attack of the Clones, Revenge of yeah. the Sith. It's so lazy. Yeah, both those titles suck. It's like yeah. blank of the blank. Yeah, buzzword of the buzzword. It's like who <laughs> like do something those more. Those are original. classic sort of sounding Star Wars titles. I, I know, but they're also not just Star Wars. Like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. Yeah. Like all those movies do Harry the same Potter thing. Well. The... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like the best Harry Potter titles are the ones like that aren't that. Not really. I don't know what Hustler, yeah, no, they're, they're all end that, aren't they? Yeah, all, yeah. they all they're all oh, of end that, which is great. Oh, but it's the something of, of the, the something, something after yeah. that, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's, I think there's, so Philosopher's Stone, um, then Half Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows are the only ones that aren't of the of the something. So there's four in the middle that are all of the something. At this point, I feel like I'd almost just commend just like 
boldness and difference for the sake of it. Like, yeah, if they yeah. were with a one word episode eight title. That being said, like, that's cool. Like episode eight, um, resurgence. Sorry, yeah, it's a bad example. No, I suppose that does make it feel like hard sci fi when it yeah, should yeah. still feel like fun and. I, I've, I've heard Knights of Ren, which is alright. Star Wars Knights of Ren. Sounds like a video game. Of the, yeah, it does. That's right. Alright, <laughs> let's get back to it. What was your character you said before? Um, pushing Luke okay, off. Sure. Oh, pushing Luke off that dude. Oh, no, that was me just, yeah, like trying to. I think we've already done enough of Jabba's okay, Sailor. Okay, okay. So, Jabba the movie. <laughs> Jabba the movie. <laughs> no, more, more, more specifically, the Star Wars holiday special, but instead of going to <laughs> Chewbacca's Chewbacca family, Wookiee family, you go to Jabba's Hut family. And they all speak in hut. The huts. And there's no subtitles. That sounds more like a TV show than a movie. Right. The huts. <laughs> Keeping up with the huts. Oh, I wrote this note down. <laughs> Going back to Malik Ely very briefly. Um, here's, here's a great insight into Wikipedia. Um, uh, in the Wikipedia page it says, After the Rancor dies, Giran comforts uh, Malik Ely by putting, placing an arm around him. Yeah. Giran is not linked. You can't hear his name page. Oh. But arm does. Oh, cause so many arms <laughs> yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'd like that. All right, do you, what, what other characters do you, do you have? <laughs> um, okay, right. I, so I wasn't able to... I wasn't able to land on any... I, f- I was trying to think of spin-off characters that could actually work. Yeah. Uh, but I did come up with something probably just as just as awful and disgusting. Mm. But I, it's probably not possible for one very clear reason. But if you put that reason aside, it would be entirely okay. possible. So I was thinking about the Han Solo movie. Yeah. And it occurred to me that um, we're in this weird scenario where um, Alden Ehrenreich is playing Han Solo... Mm. Well, Harrison Ford is still alive. Yeah. And that presents this really, like, initially I was like, oh, what could Phil Lord and Chris Miller do with that that would be really interesting? Yeah. And initially I was like, oh, they could totally just have Harrison Ford, like, cameo in the film as a completely different character. Mm. They could even cast him in the film, like, as a part, as a completely different character. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, what would be, (laughs) not what would I want to see, but what would be, like, a thing that is just, like, a potential thing that could exist, which would be really interesting, is... You do, like, just say the first Han Solo movie is, like, a success, and they do, like, lots of random meta shit in it. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. By, by, by Han Solo 2 or 3, because they're clearly going to oh, do, sure, like, multiple yeah. Han Solos, uh, why not just go, like, all the way into insanity and have Harrison Ford playing Han Solo's dad? <laughs> <laughs> and, better yet, you could have him playing it in the style of Sean Connery from yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones 3. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I, I don't know, it, at the least it would be hilariously cool if they did, like, a character. I mean, yeah, it would probably yeah. suck, but I don't really think that I'm going to be able to take the Han Solo movies that seriously anyway. Like, mm. I don't know. Fifth trailer. It's I never thought of them doing sequels, but they've made it such a big deal out of casting a young Han Solo. There's no way they don't do sequels. If that, well, if what about this? Here's a worse you wouldn't, idea. Why, you wouldn't recast the character just to do one film. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. not worth the, like, continuity kind of pain that that um, causes. Here's a, here's a worse idea in the spirit <laughs> of the podcast. Um... How about instead of doing a Han Solo 2, you do a Princess Leia film? 
Yeah, and, you, and he can be in that as a like sub story number. They never meet. Very scared that eventually they'll have recast all three original right, heroes, so then, and then you get this then you episode reach, six point five. You stuff reach and, you oh, reach no. supreme redundancy by doing a Luke Skywalker origin film, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's just what a New Hope is. Yeah, you get an entire what, what entire I'm, series of movies the set between point, the, between the films of the original yeah, trilogy yeah, yeah. that supposedly like add depth to yeah. the character. The entire point of oh, Luke Skywalker that, oh, that's probably like is that he did nothing before A New Hope and yeah. he's bored. <laughs> so let's see an origin film about him moisture farming. Moisture, a Star Wars yeah. story. Well, no, there's definitely some womp rats to be bullseyed from mm. the T-16. Mm. Uh, and that, there's definitely a story in there. Who would you cast as young Leia I would watch. Young I would watch Fast and the Furious sit on Tatooine with mm. them racing in and out of canyons. And yeah. Luke is just like... you. I, cause don't you get the sense that Tatooine's kind of like... Just like a sort of hick town. You know, all they've got to do is drive fast, drink like... <clears throat> blue milk. Drink blue... Or like drink their own sort of random, you know, knock-off yeah. grain alcohol that's yeah. been made out of... Like someone's hacked a moisture evaporator. <laughs> it's like a droid throwing. Tatooine's just the worst place. Yeah, and they're just driving really fast. And, and, and they're Star like, you know, Wars. and they're just driving up to like um, sand people herds and just harassing them and shit. Yeah, in Star Wars they refer to Tatooine as like shitty Jakku. Like Jakku's the nicer of the two desert planets. Oh, God. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Now, okay, who would you cast as Leia and Luke? If you had to. It, if you had to, it would have to be unknown. So there's no way sure, that you yeah. put in like, like known actors that are just oh, that is just such a like awful thought that you could yeah. recast. Um, on that topic though, are you happy with um Ol- Olrund, Almond, Almond Man? Ol- What's his name? Aaron Olrun. El- Aaron no. Aaron. Olrun. Olrun. We've said it too many times now. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. I'm very, very, very happy. I think he. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, My, I'm glad they've yeah they just I think they've cast like the right actor they haven't got like mm-hmm. you know I I've, around that time I was frequenting the Star Wars subreddit which um which is the Moss Eisley of <laughs> um, of subreddits um and and there were lots of like split screen photos of like Harry looks compared to the original like and compared to Harrison Ford yeah and it's like oh like who gives a shit like yeah um it's it's so weird how continuity is so important for star wars fans when george lucas didn't give a shit about continuity and it's so obvious through his six films yeah um so yeah i'm happy with his casting because it's just like look it sounds like they got a really good actor to play the part he's got that look and he's got like yeah and he was charismatic as hell in um that coen brothers movie from earlier this year yeah so um, I think just be, just a just a quick sort of note, just to not get people angry at us. You said George Lucas has six films. Yeah, he made six movies. Well, he didn't. How do you mean? Well, no, he like he was like the guy that made. Okay, them. I just want to. Yeah, he didn't. I just yeah. want to get that out of the air. So he, didn't, he didn't even direct he Empire didn't, he didn't or direct Jedi. Empire or Jedi, but you know, like his fingerprints yeah, yeah, yeah. are like um, all of Jedi's failings are because of George <laughs> Lucas's insistence. So, um, so that's still his six. Films. My problem with old Alden, Aaron, and Ricky. Is yeah. that um, it's and like I know you just sort of you just sort of called this out, but like I I have a real stickler for for casting young lookalikes who don't yeah. look alike, yeah, right. And I wouldn't care so much if you and Maria didn't do such a good job of Alec Guinness. So they've already like yeah. established that they're trying to do that. And while Alden Ehrenreich isn't unlike Harrison Ford, it feels like he's too old. It feels like Han Solo would look like Harrison Ford by the time... Yeah, yeah, totally. They are very close in yeah. that age. So, but, but what's the alternative? You what, have, like, no, a really young Han well, Solo. Kind of. Like, well, this is... No. People hated this idea. I didn't. One of the suggestions, one of the casting rumours was um, Chandler Riggs, 
who plays Carl in The Walking Dead. Yeah. That kind of feels like the way to go to me. Not necessarily Wait, Chandler that, He's Rose. the little kid in yeah. the... Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's not a great actor. But, like, yeah, I'm sure he could I kind it. of... That that would solve the problem for me, is cast him when he's 15, 16. Oh, but these are just... Again, these are, like... Uh, these are continuity problems informing, like, the kind of movie you're going to make. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's, it's getting in the way of making a good story by... Yeah. Yeah. And I sure. think, then like, it's like... And, I was so excited about Rogue One because it was like, oh, it's going to be the first Star Wars standalone movie. And Rogue One was not a standalone movie. It's no. like, if you imagine like a, the original Star Wars is like a triangle, like Rogue One is just leaning on mm. that triangle. And it's like, it enriched, like the two films together kind of are quite fun and enriches yeah. everything. But the original Star Wars is still a movie that stands alone and Rogue One is a movie that leans on it. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's not a movie that people can watch before going in to see A New Hope for the first time, for example. Okay. So how does that relate back to what we were talking about? Yeah. So with with like a Han Solo movie or whatever, as long as they're just focused on making like that one movie good, yeah, I'm happy. Like I don't give a shit about how it connects into all the other bits of Star Wars that we know. Like there's gonna be they're gonna probably be tempted to really connect it into all of the rest of the mm. galaxy and whatnot. But I just I hope the Empire are barely in it. I hope Stormtroopers like cops, yeah, and they occasionally give chase and kind yeah. of cause some problems for our heroes, but. Hopefully they just have nothing to do with like the rest of the galaxy and whatnot, and it's just yeah. a, a smuggler's tale. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a good title. Yeah, I guess so. Rogue One. Yeah, smuggler's tale, Star Wars story. <laughs> or call it smug. I quite liked whatever the like the three like three scoundrels and a falcon or something yeah. like not obviously yeah. not that but just something like real kind of a title clearly, they don't give movies anymore. Yeah, clear yeah. like a throwback title that is kind of showing that we're not taking the like this isn't your dark yeah, yeah. serious Star Wars. This isn't is, light versus I'm dark. into darks. Yeah, this isn't the struggle of good versus evil. This is the struggle of just making it in the in the mm, galaxy. Mm, cool. I like smug as a title because it. <laughs> if they, I, they, I reckon they might probably try and get scoundrel in there because that word sure. is like within Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Hansel is the scoundrel. That, yeah. Do you have any more characters you'd like to delve into before we move on to my next little segment here? Not really. I mean, that's the thing. I like to me any spin-off movies. That the one thing I think Rogue One really, really got right is just doing a complete cast of new characters, like just making up a bunch. Then of Then I've got from great scratch. news for you. Yeah. Because Rogue One, fun fact about Rogue One, the entire idea came from the opening crawl of yeah. A New Hope, where it says Rebel spies have stolen the plans of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, let's look at the other opening crawls. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and see what we, can, yeah. what we can delve from there. Okay. So I looked at them last night, and I have three, I think, stories to references pitch to characters or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So Phantom Menace. This is part of the opening crawl of Phantom Menace. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the Greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. The little trade ship that could. A Star Wars story. (laughs) So, one of these trade ships left before the blockade started, but is now can't get to Naboo because there's a big blockade there, and it's his story of getting around, like, like the deadly blockade. And he's 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 just trying to get, like potato chips to Naboo or something like that (laughs) just a a, like a shipment of nappies or something (laughs) and he can't he can't get to Naboo and he doesn't even he doesn't even or he or she doesn't even like care about the you know galaxy wide poles he wasn't even supposed to come into work today it was just a a shipping route (laughs) and now there's something going on and damn it he's gonna do his job yep that sounds fun man like I mean because anything that gets us close to a Mad Max style just like incredibly focused two hours of like Hmm. action yeah that's yeah, a, Mad Max would be totally, good. You can totally Mad get Max that out of it. Mad Max is right, and he just 
it starts off with him like dropping out of light speed in yeah. front of te- like Naboo being like what the hell yeah. and then he has to try and get down to the planet yeah there's no dialogue in the whole thing <laughs> there's no it's only external shots of yeah. space he's got his well. mp3 you, player you, you, you hear him just... occasionally talking but you don't ever see him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flying around and then at the end takes his helmet off it's a girl it's been a girl the whole time with a voice box or something yeah, 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 yeah. perfect uh, Attack of the Clones. There is unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand Sol Systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic. Who's taking in all these calls from Sol Systems? Secretary, a Star Wars story. Uh, Someone no, in the Republic. <laughs> Someone in the Republic is like, hold on, just a second. And they're like picking up phones like, yeah, this is uh, da from the da 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 Sol System. We'd like to declare our intent to leave the Galactic. <laughs> like, okay, can you please just hold on for just a second? Um, uh, and yeah, the whole movie is just, it's all one shot, one take. <laughs> And, and you just get a you name check like a thousand planets yeah, yeah. in the space of two hours. Yeah, yeah. Fan service, a Star Wars story. <laughs> you keep cutting to whoever's on the other side yeah, of the yeah. phone and meeting, yeah, the representatives of different of every alien species we've ever seen in the Star Wars movie. That'd be all right. I'd be okay. The Gungan scene would be like lauded as like a, a great callback. I, okay, so I was listening to a, a podcast yesterday, and this awesome Star Wars podcast called Steel Wars. And they were interviewing a guy that did work. I'm going to link here the episodes. It's really bloody funny. What's the concept were, of the podcast? Uh, it's, a, it's just an all Star Wars podcast. Cool. Um, and he was interviewing this guy. It's an, he's an Australian dude. He's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he was interviewing this kid that was 15 doing work experience on uh, the set of Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And the bit that he he was he ended up he did like a week's work experience and he ended up just coming in every day anyone and no yeah. one ever like questioned what he was doing next. Yeah. He became like part of the crew. Um, and he he was dropping like all of these amazing like things about stuff that had been filmed that never made the film blah blah blah. Um, and one of the coolest, almost interesting bits was there was a whole subplot in Attack of the Clones where Jar Jar could speak perfect English. <laughs> so they'd do a scene that he'd he'd be doing the Jar Jar talk, and then someone would like nudge him, and he'd like clear his throat, and then talk in complete sentences. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. Ju- I, that blew my head you back. want a Jar Jar Star Wars story I don't just, you not necessarily although <laughs> I mean I reckon you like give that to Chris Lord and Phil Miller next yeah. and just well, let them I have would, fun with it I would love to see a Gungan turn up again I, I I feel like they I feel like Chris Lord and Phil Miller might yeah, be the guys yeah. to tr- do a Gungan character and, yeah. I mean I'm like they'll probably like go you know like make him the coolest possible character mm, he's mm. like the the Boba Fett of Gungans you know he's got like half of his ear things being yeah, like chewed man. off and he's got like a bionic eye do they mention I, I might be wrong on this I think I, I think this could be wrong I'm pretty sure they mentioned Gungans in Empire Strikes Back nah nah you, it was yeah you can pull the you'd be strong enough to pull the arms off it like I think it's Gun Guard or something Gun Guard okay it's yeah, not Gun Guard okay yeah uh, Empire Strikes Back this is the last one I've got and probably the best one yeah. I'd actually probably kind of want to see this movie yeah. uh, this is part of the opening crawl the evil lord Darth Vader obsessed with finding young Skywalker has dispatched thousands of remote probes into the far reaches of space so one of them found them what happened to the thousands of other probes that just yeah. went off in the wrong direction so I want to see a movie about these probes I don't know what you'd consider <laughs> a probe to be I'm imagining there's people in the probe or like Nah, the probe's just that little... Oh, okay, sure, they can be the main main characters. They'll be like minions or something. Um, (laughs) So, some of them didn't go to Hoth. So, I want to see a story about a a probe well after the original trilogy, still looking for Luke Skywalker, and then tie that into episode 8, because they've just found um, Luke Skywalker. That's really cool. So, his entire journey has spent through the, like, rebellion winning the war. The Forrest Gump of Star Wars movies. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, he's like he slowly influences everything that happens since Empire. Yeah, we never get a yeah. Han and Chewie blow up that probe, so we never get a sense of like what the probe can actually do. But I reckon it can like mm. interview people, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, putting yeah. T- it's like. Yeah, it's like a Blade Runner type thing of like yeah. going and visiting different people. So it just, it just out went the is. wrong way. Thirty years later, rounds are back. Episode eight starts, and it's like, oh my gosh, Luke Skywalker's there, and then he suddenly gets shot out of the sky, <laughs> and he's word. dead, and it's a probe. And then the next spin-off like, movie, and it's like real rusted. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah. The next spin-off movie is about that probe that we're looking for him from Darth Vader. Mmm. Mmm. Not getting a real sense of characters, but no, but yeah, no dialogue. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> a lot of no dialogue. <laughs> well, can the probes talk? I can't remember. Yeah, they've got like yeah, they speak like an imperial probe, a code language that three PO recognizes. Ah, okay. I was, I did think of that. Do like a three PO kind of character with them. <laughs> Ooh, no. I think. I mean, yeah. What what are the like future spinoffs going to be? Like, what are they actually going to be? What do you think they're I legitimately be? want to see an Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor. I love, I love Ewan McGregor, and yeah. I just want to see him in anything. I thought his his Obi Wan was the best part of the prequels. So, yeah, but the yeah the best part of the prequels is like is weird praise. <laughs> um, yeah, who, yeah. Um, I was thinking the other day I wouldn't mind seeing a Mon Mothma story. She probably kicked some butt when she was younger. Yeah, she sounds like a senator, but. Uh. Maybe yeah, she was a badass. Maybe, why not make her? Yeah, just yeah. make her a badass. Yeah, if if Leia was a badass when she was younger and now she's like a stately general, then yeah, yeah why not my mother as well? Mm. Um, mm, do you reckon we're gonna get any more like brand new spin-off characters, or are we gonna um, be getting you'd, the Marvel, you'd think so? The Marvel experience, the whole like way that, that's been that's been what I've heard a lot of people say is like, can we please get just star wars stories that aren't related to the other star wars films and i think but seeing how much rogue one was like tied in and how much fan service and how yeah, much yeah. like leaning on original understanding of star wars they did yeah do you think we're ever actually going to get a true spin-off film what do you consider it to be a true spin-off film I, I get the feeling that like i mean as much as rogue one was tied to the original star wars i feel like the original cut or version of rogue one that they made was more of a standalone movie. Okay, yeah. And I feel like in reshoots, they toned down the mm. battle aspect, the war film aspect, made it a bit more of a, you know, pull the lever, yeah, yeah. Marvel climax at the end. But also, I That's think, a, I think a lot, I've seen it uh, six times now. Really? Yeah. Holy and shit. And from, from like watching carefully for like wigs and stuff and like what shots are blue screen versus, or what yeah. shots are like, have been basically dropped in. I think a lot of the connective tissue was dropped in in reshoots. Okay. Um, yeah, like yeah. 90% of their first, so, so first I, trailer isn't in the film. Ex- yeah, it. stuff like that. Is, yeah, well, if, and especially a lot of the like, running across the battlefield yeah, shots yeah. are just gone. Yeah. Um, so I feel like somewhere along the line they, they panicked and they were like, we've got to make this a, we've got to make this really feel like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. As much as they could. Yeah. Because um, it does feel weirdly like, a, like people have all those complaints about The Force Awakens being a rehash of yeah. original yeah. Star Wars, but... Which, I mean, let's not even get into that. But Rogue One basically is the return of the Jedi at the end. Mm. You've got a strike team taking... Or there's like a whole thing to take out the shield generator and there's a strike team. And it's yeah. basically, I mean, it's... What about um, a sequel to Rogue One? It's as original one. and as bold as I think everyone wants to pretend it is. Right. What about um, a sequel to Rogue One that's about the second Death Star they made for... Um, yes, but the problem the with that is that uh, all of the information that the Rebels get was apparently all sanctioned by the emperor 
Okay. He said they're walking into it. Like, he's happy with all the information they got. So, mm. I don't know what that film would look like. But um, I'd be happy to see more films with the characters from Rogue One. Though. How many more Death Star movies do you want to see? Uh, I think we're probably... Uh, <laughs> we're probably at it. Well, if there was like such, a, such a, like a backlash to the fact that there was a Death Star in The Force Awakens that... I like, think what most Star Wars movies have a super weapon in them. Yeah, at some point. yeah they should All have had a super weapon. <laughs> they should have had a super weapon, but it just shouldn't have done the same thing as a Death Star. I think that's the problem. Mm. It should have done something different. It shouldn't have just destroyed yeah, but it, in a way, it did do something different because the Death Star, uh, the Starkiller base, achieved its mission. Yeah, and and changed like changed the scope of the the galaxy by wiping out all of the like Senate shit. We don't have to worry about boring political stories mm. i quite like the fact that we're now in like an old <clears throat> west type like star wars oh, yeah. with every trilogy has gotten progressively more old like like old west and yeah, knights yeah, yeah. and castles kind of feeling which sure. i think is really cool so there's there is no like empire at author in authority and why well, i mean i don't know we might see it, it might episode eight might come out and it might be like oh maybe first order is in like, yeah, control yeah. everywhere but i get the sense that we're now looking at two like little warring factions with an enormous galaxy of just other mm. shit going on. You know that um, uh, Felicity Jones, Genesso, mm. has, has signed on for two movies? Yeah, I feel like they, they do that regardless. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that means anything, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of cameos. In, well, that's, in it, it, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly right. Because you wouldn't, it feels too, it even feels too silly for Disney to do origin films for the Rogue One characters, <laughs> even though I like them. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Like. I th- I'm kind of, I'm weirdly okay with seeing cameos from, I don't know, probably, and then when I see it, I'll probably hate it, but yeah. I feel like I'm okay with seeing cameos from new characters, like new Disney characters yeah. in the other movies. Hmm. I'm generally not into just all of the connective what, tissue. What do you think of C-3PO and R2-D2 and Rogue One? Uh, that was probably my most hated part of the entire movie. Right. Yeah, I hate it so much. I'm, and, I, and watching it, they look completely CG. I feel like that yeah. shot is... A, just a separate shot of the rebels running out of the yeah, ships yeah. and they dropped R2-D2 and C-3PO. What about... Um, the... It also makes no sense. Why are they on the ground yeah, I don't, I don't know. before getting... They're meant to be in the ship that was meant to also be Wise Layer at the battle. All that stuff, which I'm like, that's the hard out connected yeah. tissue stuff, I think was hey, here's, not meant to be there in real Hey, bring it back in as well, is... Um, What's the name of the, the ugly guy who's like he doesn't like you? Uh, like Ponda Baba, yeah, 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 Doctor Yeah, because they're in they're in Rogue One. <laughs> they, this isn't my idea. I heard this somewhere. Maybe it was on Mister Sunday's Mister yeah. Sunday Movies podcast, um, the Weekly Planet. I think like the backstory that's been the, written. Yeah, for they, them. they they refer to them as the Forrest Gump of yeah. of Star Wars. <laughs> like they yeah. affect all the stories. So that'll be that'll be kind of funny. The cameo probably don't make the movie. Kind of weird, but, but kind of I don't mind it so much. Because they're such meaningless characters, it didn't mean. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's really fan servicey, but it's le- it's way less offensive than um, yeah, other fan service. Yeah, cool. That's <laughs> probably about wrapping it up. Um, I think we've talked about Star Wars for probably as long as we could. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> I don't feel like we. Ca- oh, I I, I didn't. I started to enjoy my Salak idea about yeah. having it. I think Galactic Beast and where to find them. I don't think you you I don't think we're ever going to see a film where a Malakili type looking dude is like front and center <laughs> on a poster for a Star Wars movie. But um, but that's still our best idea. Below that, probably not? the Probe one. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Probe the Star Wars story. I still want to see Harrison Ford play Dad Solo. Yeah, Dad Solo, a solo dad. Okay, it's it's about it's about Han Solo's mum's gone, Mm. and it's about him raising Han Solo. It's called Solo Dad. Raising Solo. Raising Solo. (laughs) (laughs) 
All Can right. you imagine it though? Can you imagine, like, why not? Put, man, that'd be funny if they put Harrison Ford in another Star Wars movie as a completely different character. <laughs> it, would, it would break. Like, it would break so, so many, many people fans. So just, confused. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Um, Rowan, did you want to plug anything? No. Sweet. <laughs> I kind of don't, but I feel like I have to because it's my podcast. Tell them where the tell them where to go. You can go to cultpopshire.com, but probably don't because I haven't updated that website since like <laughs> June last year. Bookmark it. Um, I basically have it so that no one else can buy it because I haven't registered cultpopshire anywhere. Right, yeah. Um, other than its domain. Um, check out the YouTube channel and the Facebook page. Those are where the main things are happening. So that's cultpopshire on YouTube and cultpopshire on Facebook. Um, you can email us at cultpopshiremedia at gmail.com, which I also don't check. So I'm, not, I'm assuming no one's emailing it anyway. Just Facebook and Twitter then? Yeah, Facebook and YouTube, probably. YouTube, yeah. Twitter's kind of dead as well, though I should probably get it. But yeah, YouTube's good for those one minute popcorn bites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check, check out check out on YouTube, we've got a series at the moment called Cold Popcorn. You don't like Casino Royale? I do like Casino Royale. Oh, isn't it the one you said you didn't like? No, I don't free? like um, Spectre. Oh, okay. I could have sworn you I love Casino Royale, Royale in that video. I just released one today. I have to I've just dated the podcast by about how Casino Royale is the best one. Um, oh, okay. Oh, so, because you did a video in defense of Quantum Souls. I feel like in that video you said something negative. I about said something negative about Spectre. I said oh, that okay. it, it falls into familiarity and they've just been spending three movies getting away from what we know is Bond. And then, whoop, we're going back into it again. <laughs> cool. So, check that out. They're all one minute long, so they're really digestible. They're really easy. I think 15 out at the moment, so there'll be more by the time this comes out because it's probably coming out next year. Awesome. Um, and stay tuned. Gonna be a lot more podcasts. Oh, iTunes as well. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And Definitely. And rate five stars. Rate five stars. Tell us how much you like our accents. <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Cool. We get Star Wars first because we live in. Yeah, Japan. we do. We get like two. Yeah, we literally get it like a full screening length of time yeah, before yeah. anyone else. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for Brilliant. listening. 